Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that don't know, I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner, amongst other things. And I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. Uh, the website, again, sacredspacehealing.org. My work is focused on primarily core wound healing, life purpose and life alignment work, uh, as well as sacred union sessions and one-to-one coaching and healing sessions. So today's podcast uh, is posing the the invitation to question everything. The Buddha himself said, question everything. And I think it's one of the most vital mantras that we could live by in our lives, to question everything. To question ourselves, our beliefs, our thought forms, question those that are nearest and dearest to us, to question our healers, our celebrities, our gurus, whatever uh, we choose to surround ourselves with, to not buy into what we are fed and to not um, merely consume, but to actually enforce and force ourselves to make clear, conscious choices and decisions that are in true alignment with who we are. And that takes a tenacity of spirit and it takes a lot of inner work. Um, I saw a couple of really interesting things online today. More and more I take myself offline. So when I dip in, I dip in just to kind of catch up on what's supposedly happening in the world, you know, and, and different thoughts around that. And then I dip out again and I go back into meditation and, you know, my time really doing things that are nourishing and nurturing for me. And of course, all the time that I spend with my clients. Um, And that keeps me sane in this very insane period of time that we find ourselves in. But I saw one thing, which was a guy doing a a sort of self-interview to camera. Someone who's been out there for about 10 years, uh, placing content out on the internet that challenges mainstream views. And some of it could be, you know, deemed uh, controversial in some ways, I suppose, because it's ways of thinking that we don't have. And he said a few interesting things. He said that he's always believed that there should be this freedom of information and that what we are being sold is that our choices are A and B. And usually we are being directed towards one or other of those choices because it will benefit um, the establishment. You know, It will benefit the 1%, whatever title you want to give them. But it will benefit big business and big corporations. And so we are steered towards making that choice between either A or B, but really those choices, there's not much in between them. And that this guy was saying that what he wanted to do, what his goal has always been, is to show us that we have a hundred other choices, which I I found really rather beautiful, because it's true, we do, you know, once we exercise free thought and question everything, we realize that the only thing that gives us true freedom is the exercise of choice, where we choose to put our attention, what we choose to invest in, what we choose to consume, who we choose to align with, how we choose to live our lives, the thoughts that we choose to have. And most of us are spending our lives not exercising free choice. We think that we have it because there is a certain frequency, a kind of low-level frequency that we can exist in, which, which cons us into believing that we are making free choices and we have free will. 
But actually, if we're only ever been being shown A and B as a potential choice, then we don't. Our choice has been taken away from us. And the only way we can break out of that is by questioning the choices that are presented to us and asking questions and digging deeper and going further. And I think what this guy was saying is, you know, it, I think it resonated because the information that we need in order to be empowered beings on our journey is all out there, but we've got to look for it. Some of it will be readily available and some of it won't be readily available, but it is out there and we have to find it and we're only going to really find it by questioning everything and we don't question. Um, the vast majority of people simply consume what, the information that is delivered to them. Um, and so this guy was kind of giving his last sort of self interview to camera. You know, again, I questioned his motives behind that. I questioned whether he was trying to get money out of people or what his angle was. I didn't take it. I didn't consume it all and, and think he was a, you know, a holy grail God. But I found some of what he said to be interesting. And he said that a lot of the content that he has put out there that has questioned mainstream views and has challenged people's perceptions is now being taken down from websites. So the public will no longer have access to this information. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty worrying. You know, I would like to believe that information is readily accessible, that I could go to a library or I could, you know, go online and I would find out the information that I, that I need, that I want. But if libraries are being closed down and our information on the internet is being more and more curtailed and censored and dominated by those that own the internet, you know, by those that own information, then how much are we really able to get the information that we need in order to make free choice? In which case, it's even more important for us to question everything. So I found his his kind of self-address to uh, camera really fast to, to yeah to camera really fascinating um, and it, and kind of inspiring because it, it made me think it, I think it's worth putting that message out again I mean I, I always do with my clients and students but it's worth putting it out there again that it is important to question everything now I think one of the fears around questioning everything is that we can fall into kind of paranoia you know that we don't trust anyone we don't believe in anything and we become these kind of lone wolves that, that don't put our faith in anyone. And I think that's part of the journey, like it's kind of part of our process that we go through that. But ultimately, if we keep questioning even ourselves and our own motivations and our own kind of programming, then we can come out the other side of that. And once we come out the other side of that, we just get a really canny sense of what is true and what, what isn't. And that is what helps us align with those that are of the right frequency for us, that are of the, of the highest vibration for us. Um, I've always had a really, really good bullshit detector. I don't, I mean, it's just always been there ever since I was a child. I know when people are lying. People think I don't, you know, they think I, for whatever reason, they think I can be conned or tricked. And sometimes I am tricked temporarily but my gut is always telling me something's not right I'll often it might surprise you to hear um, because it's a crazy thing and I would never think of doing it but I have had phases in my life where people will approach me um, saying that they're students who want to learn from me or their their clients that that want to deepen their um, their inner work they tend to be practitioners so they tend to be people that are also in the healing industries and they'll approach me saying oh, I really want to learn from you or I really feel that you can help me grow and actually the work that they don't want to do is grow <laughs> what they actually want to do is kind of get my secret formula 
Um, I've had quite a few calls like this. It's kind of staggering. I remember years ago I had a woman who said she was an astrologer and she had come to me via a twin flame healer, in inverted commas, who was also doing the same thing with me. So we'd had a few swaps and I'd helped her to align her relationship with her partner that was it wasn't in a good place and I gave her some work to do I journeyed for her and gave her some work to do direct revelation from spirit that would assist her she did the work and it completely transformed her life and her relationship with her partner and rather than honor the sacredness of that work she then started dishing it out to her friends and to clients and you know charging people for it and really it wasn't her work to do that with it wasn't even mine really it was from spirit and it was a gift for her so she showed no respect for the work but what she wanted was that secret formula because she thought if she could bottle it her healing practice might grow so she sent it sounds insane but it actually happened she sent a colleague of hers a friend of hers to come to me for a healing session and I spoke with this person on the call and it was very clear from the outset that all that this person wanted was the secret formula she kept asking me questions about how I worked and how I, you know, how I created the work, and none of that was relevant to her healing. And later on, um, I didn't. I chose not to work with her. I will always give people that first chance, but if it doesn't feel right, if it sort of something feels odd, then I'll sometimes say I don't think we're the right fit. And so later on down the line, you know, I said I don't think we're the right fit, and she didn't come back to me. But she didn't get her secret formula. She tried to. And um, I'd noticed on some of her social media posts that she was starting to try and emulate me, but it didn't get very far. The reason it didn't get very far is that you cannot extricate a secret formula from someone else and and, ha and then you know grow your business or, or grow in your life. Because yet again, coming full circle, that comes back to you not thinking for yourself. The whole point of the healing modalities that we put out in the world or the art that we create is that it mustn't and shouldn't be an emulation of another. It has to be completely authentic and a representation of who we are. So my bullshit monitor has always been really good with stuff like that, with people like that. Um, but I have experienced it quite a few times. And it tends to be, unfortunately, it's so sad, but it tends to be with people that are practitioners in the healing industry. And it's it's as if they get to a point where they think, oh, well, you know, maybe I could get, make more money or maybe I could have more, more of a profile or maybe I'd get more clients if I did what that healer does. And then rather than try and dig deep into themselves, question everything, question themselves, they just try and copy someone else. And it does come back to the fact that people like that are not willing to think for themselves and question themselves. They want a, They want a quick fix. They want to copy. They want to emulate. And this is the world that we're living in right now. And the importance of questioning everything is that it forces us to challenge ourselves and our viewpoints of the world and ourselves. And through that challenge, we grow. Uh, the majority of my clients since I started healing, you know, all those many, many years ago, have, have the majority have been female. And I, and I do mention this a fair amount. I tend to get women clients a lot and I kind of think that's because women have been on the forefront of wanting to question things challenge the status quo and change things for for obvious reasons you know it's why we see people of color and, and women at the forefront often it's because they underwent so much and still do undergo so much 
censorship and prejudice and subjugation that it makes total sense that when you have been told by society how to dress, how to think, how to be, that you will want to retaliate against that and not take it anymore. I think it's. Tr I think one of the reasons why the masculine has not questioned things so much and has remained resolutely asleep during this period of growth and ascension, if you like, is because a lot of these kind of uh, ways of suppressing have not really affected the masculine in the same way, I think, as they've affected the feminine. That's not to say that men of colour, for example, or, you know, men from different backgrounds have not experienced it, but I think it's more acute in many ways for women and for women of colour. I mean, even if you think about how many rights are taken away from women in terms of her body and what she puts into her body or how she gives birth, I mean, all of these things are contrary to what is actually her innate nature. Um, society and professionals have told her how she must be in order to be a woman. And yet a woman innately knows what her body needs and how to assist her body come into full balance. So I've predominantly, I think that's why I had women come to me for healing sessions. And I can honestly, I could count on the fingers of both hands the number of male clients I've had in the last 10, 15 years. I mean, it's very, very few. Sometimes they sort of come and they have one session and then they, they disappear again. And I think that there are other reasons for that as well. You know, it's not just about not wanting to question things. I think men process things differently and they tend to be lone wolves about this. They tend to want to go out onto the land and just kind of, you know, sit out as the Celtic phrases or do a vision quest, you know, and, and in that way do their healing rather than come into community or have someone else witness their pain. Whereas I think women often really need that. It is changing, but probably not fast enough. And what I've noticed in all of that is that there are these incredible women out there. I mean, I meet them all the time in the work that I do. They're intelligent, beautiful, attractive, funny, uh, creative, spiritual. They're just fucking amazing. And they haven't met their partners yet. Now, they haven't met their partners not because there's anything wrong with them. I mean, you know, they are human like the rest of us. There's nothing, but there's no glaring kind of, deficiency in them they're actually incredibly um potent beautiful beings they haven't met him because he hasn't woken up yet because he's still plugged into the matrix asleep consuming whatever he's fed believing it to be true and she's woken up the feminine's woken up she see she's seeing through the bullshit she's speaking her truth she's walking her truth but she's having to do it alone because he just hasn't caught up yet um, and so she has two choices, either she, well, I think she has, a, she has, she doesn't just have two choices, she has a lot of choices, but her main ones tend to be that she walks the path alone, and hopes at some point that the masculine will awaken, or that she uh, aligns herself with a man that she sees his potential, but he's not yet awoken, so she's constantly having to kind of battle that, or she settles for someone who isn't her equal, but at least she has companionship. I mean, that's kind of how things tend to play out. She, of course, has hundreds of other choices as well. But what I tend to see is those three play out. And so my hope is that in this period of time that we find ourselves in, you know, because I've always wondered, why is the masculine so asleep? What's he doing? And so I'm wondering that in this period of time where we don't have the football and we don't have uh, you know, collective gatherings and clubs and restaurants and bars and pubs, 
that maybe this is a chance for the masculine to actually sit with himself and start to question things. Because until the masculine wakes up and questions what we have been fed for millennia, our world cannot change. It cannot change on its own off the back of the, the, the work that the feminine has done. And it cannot change off its back off the work of a minority. Collectively, as a collective, we need to awaken and question. It's bizarre, though, because the majority of us, like the majority of the collective, far outweighs the elite or the 1%, whatever you want to call it, that holds the power in the world. And if tomorrow we woke up, we could rebalance everything and come into harmony and create heaven on earth. And yet, the majority of the masculine, lots of women too, don't get me wrong, the majority remain resolutely asleep because they are not questioning what is presented in front of them. I'm going to just pull up a quote that I saw today uh, online, which I found staggering. And I, I haven't checked the veracity of it, but I, I'm guessing it it's pretty true. So the quote is, the best way to take control over a people and control them utterly is to take a little of their freedom at a time to erode rights by a thousand tiny and almost imperceptible reductions. In this way, the people will not see those rights and freedoms being removed until past the point at which these changes cannot be reversed. I'm just going to say that again. The best way to take control over a people and control them utterly is to take a little of their freedom at a time, to erode rights by a thousand tiny and almost imperceptible reductions. In this way, the people will not see those rights and freedoms being removed until past the point at which these changes cannot be reversed. And that was said, written by Adolf Hitler. I don't need to say more about that, really. I really don't. I mean, I think all of that speaks for itself. I share that. Obviously, I in no way endorse anything that Hitler ever did or fascism but I share that to say that if we do not question what we are handing over if we do not question what we are fed if we do not question the information that is presented to us and simply swallow it as truth if we do not learn to think for ourselves if we try and copy others and steal from others and emulate others and uh, allow ourselves to get swayed by the collective like herds of animals. We are heading for a very bleak and dangerous existence. Out of chaos comes rebirth and out of rebirth comes fresh life. But we really don't have to allow ourselves to get pummeled into the ground for there to be rebirth. The rebirth can be gentle or it can be traumatic but that choice is ours. We can choose to wake up or we can resolutely choose to stay asleep. I think the choice to wake up and the choice to question is, is and can be an uncomfortable one. It may mean that you no longer resonate with the people around you, including friends, family, partners, uh, spouses, siblings, kids that you have, your bosses at work. It may mean that you look around the world that you're in and realize that very few other people think the same way as you but if 
the way that you think is authentically true to who you are, then surely that is worth it in the end. Surely that is a more holistic, better existence than one where you are simply following the masses. Now, of course, you can take this to the nth degree and go, well, yeah, what about people who think that, you know, um, certain races should be eradicated or people who think that violence is acceptable or people that think, um, you know, horrific things are acceptable? Are you saying that, um, are you saying that they're allowed to have that, that way of thinking and that, and that that should be accepted? And I guess what I'm saying is that in questioning everything and in exercising authentic free thought, there is always going to be the possibility that an individual chooses to exercise that free thought by not aligning with the highest potential or their highest good or their God selves. That they may well choose to align with lower frequencies that would make them believe that one race is more superior than another or that violence is acceptable, for example. But if you question everything and authentically find your truthful voice and think for yourself, for me, it's a no-brainer that that means you are on the path of spiritual evolution and your, your consciousness and your mental faculties are aligning to your God selves, to your highest selves. And so in that place, what you think, what you wish to produce in the world, what you align with will have the highest vibration. That's how I see it. But of course... There are always the pitfalls where people can align themselves with lower frequencies. For all those inadverted commas healers that tried to steal from me, if they'd only worked on raising their vibration to a higher level, they would have found their own medicine and magic for the world. But they didn't want to do that work. And again, I think it's because it requires us to be uncomfortable. Questioning everything requires us to be uncomfortable. It means we have to question our very existence. Questioning our own beliefs, our own prejudices, our own programming, our own um, patterning, our blueprint for how we see the world is uncomfortable because we really have to look in that mirror and really look at, you know, what do we believe about ourselves, about others, about the world and question that so that we can start again, so we can recreate that blueprint, so we can evolve, so we can grow, so we can elevate ourselves and align with something that is of a higher vibration. But I honestly, truly believe that if we do not start questioning, <laughs> the alternative is complete destruction. It's amazing when I watch how people live their lives. I think, you know, being a full-time healer and, and, and coming away from the matrix and then every now and then going back into it, but coming back out, um, even when I'm in it, being aware that I'm in it, you know, and not really ever getting caught up in it. I mean, I've always been that person, even when I was at school or when I worked in companies, that um, I never followed the mainstream. You know, everyone might be standing around the water cooler bitching about someone or everyone might be bullying someone, but I was always the voice that was like, why are you doing that? I was always like that from a child. So I, I kind of find it quite difficult to understand how uh, some people can just get swept along like that. But I, I can see that it, it happens and it can happen. And I can see that somewhere in there is a, a soul that is struggling to uh, align itself with its truth. But I am always amazed by how people blanketly consume stuff. So they pick up a free rag on the on the tube 
they read that and they believe absolutely everything that's in that free rag. They turn on their television and they believe absolutely everything that's on their television screens. They turn on the radio, they believe everything that they're told, they believe everything that their friends tell them, they believe everything that their family tells them, and they never question anything. And they go through life never questioning anything. And I just wonder, what an incredibly sad existence to never have really thought for yourself, to be a kind of um, automaton and not even know that you're an automaton. How sad. At least the AI knows it's an AI and wants to be more than the AI. But for these beings, these humans, they think that they're exercising great free will and self-control and, and uh, self-empowerment and gnosis, but actually they're just living a very zombified life. And I do think we're coming to a crossroads in our existence where we have to choose whether we want to continue living like that or not. And I do think that for those people that decide to question everything at this point in our trajectory, that there will be a split, that we will have to take one or the other fork in the road. Uh, I don't think we can carry on going down the middle way trying to balance the two anymore. I think we have to very firmly choose whether we want to be manipulated or whether we want to think for ourselves. So my invitation to you in amongst all of this ramble today in this podcast, because there's only, you know, there's things that hmm, I have to be mindful of what I say and, and how I distribute information because I don't want people to feel triggered or um, confused in any way. You know, the, the purpose is always that you think for yourselves. So my inv invitation to you is that you think for yourself and that you start to question everything. And that awful quote that I, you know, read out, I don't read it out to celebrate the man or to celebrate his legacy, but I do read it out because I find it incredibly powerful. That once we allow all our small rights to be taken away and we don't even question it, one day we're going to wake up and we will be at a point of no return. And we don't need to get there. So question everything and, uh, and, and see what that, that sparks and stimulates in you in terms of an awakening. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.